Welcome to Keeping Business Real, the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cordoff, and in four short years, I've built a thriving online business that supports our family. This podcast offers an honest and very real take on the reality of online business, strategies for growing yours, and all the inspiration to keep you going. I've got no time for BS. I'm all heart and all action. Let's keep it real. Hey, welcome to another episode. Super glad you're here. And this topic is one that's very close to my heart. I started my online business when I had three kids under four. My youngest, hmm, she was about four months. This is when I decided to monetize my blog. I created my first challenge and then I created an online course on the back of it and we went from there. But I had been Facebooking and blogging before that. It just wasn't a business at that stage because as we know, unless we sell something, we just have a hobby (laughs) that can sometimes get expensive. So I decided to turn mine into a business. A huge part of the reason why I did that was because I realized that if I hadn't actually made something of this, I was going to have to go back to work when my baby was one. It was just kind of this unwritten thing. Uh, I'd always, I, I was working in the sense that I was a Thermomix consultant. If you haven't heard of what that is, it's a kitchen appliance. And I would go around to people's houses and demonstrate how this kitchen appliance worked by um, by cooking food for them. And little did I know, it was the best market research for creating an, a product, an online product that helped people transition to eating more whole foods. Anyway, that aside, that is a total other story. Uh, when my when my son was born, he's my eldest, I, I remember feeling really bored. He was a great sleeper. Don't hate me for it. And I didn't know what to do in the four hours of sleep time. So I remember he was about four months old and I contacted my old boss. I was freelancing from home anyway. And I just was like, can I do something? Is there anything (laughs) that I could be doing right now? And so I was able to work. I had four hours a day, so 20 hours a week. and, uh, And I loved it. I've always filled my time with work and... So it wasn't, I guess I I was used to the work from home thing. I've been working from home since 2009 when we were living in Sydney. So I got used to how lonely it would feel. Kids came along and suddenly my days that seemed to last forever, I had these small, tiny pockets of time. And it ended up being one of the biggest assets of having children and starting my business was because... Uh, the ex-journalist in me was back to having deadlines. I don't cope very well when there's just a lot of time to, you know, for things to happen. Uh, I need some sort of deadline accountability because uh, that's just how I work. So with kids, I have found the biggest frustrations, (laughs) like, Beyond anything I could ever imagine, I've only really known three things, uh, three children and running a business. So I don't actually know any other way apart from this. 
but I can I can imagine that uh no you know what I can't imagine <laughs> what it would be like to to have the role of of mum and not have something else I can't I can't even actually imagine what that would mean for me because I've just never known it but so this is coming from someone who I guess has navigated the craziness of three kids under four who are now four, six, and eight with running a business. And, I, and, I've, and I've got some hints about things that I thought I might share with you based on some home truths that are just going to happen and we've just got to roll with it. But the thing is, it's not all bad. As I said, my kids have made me more productive than I've ever been in my entire life. They've given me a huge reason to carry on, to keep going, to make this a thing because I, I didn't want to have to manage daycare and, and bits and pieces and, you know, going all over town. I just, I wanted to be able to work around them. I had them in family daycare from the time they were about 16 months and 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 that flexibility, that lifestyle, being able to be with them when they were younger gave me a reason to keep going in my business, even when, you know, sometimes I just thought, I give up. It's all too hard. Uh, the other thing is, and I want to start with these assets because I'm going to go into how frustrating it can get. And I know you're going to vibe with me on that. But also the lessons in 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 what's important. You know, I think about sometimes <laughs> I could have a day where I'll be crying over something to do with my business or I'll be crying, you know, something didn't work. You know, back in the day maybe an email was sent wrong or something. Things like that used to really you know, get me riled up. And then I'd sit with my kid and and you know, talk about their day and they might cry because they had a, an argument with their best friend. They might be really confused about something, really nervous about an actual really big life moment for them, you know, in all of their firsts. And it would always bring me back to base, you know. It would bring me back to this place of, oh, Lisa, really, in the scheme of things, are we going to worry about this when you have these three children here. Oh my goodness, she's just walked her first steps. You know, what a brilliant way to keep real in the crazy world of, of entrepreneurship. And and the last thing that I would say, like, I mean, there's so many reasons why I love being on this journey with my kids. They make my business better. They make my life better in so many ways, is that they've taught me how to surrender how to really truly let go. I mean, tonight's another example of that. I am recording these podcast episode at night. So I just wanted them to go to sleep. You know, let's just have a nice cruisy bedtime, filled all their cups, did all the reading, lots of kisses and cuddles, all the things. And then they're just like 45 minutes later, things are still happening. I'm starting to feel the temperature rising. And I always just think to myself, <laughs> they're going to get you in the end. Like they will be nonstop until they really get what they need. You can't, they'll keep coming for you. <laughs> and so I surrender into it. You know, there's been times I've done webinars 
where at night and had a child sleeping across my lap. There's been times in which I didn't get to do any preparation beforehand. I didn't brush my hair or put on lippy. I've just had to rock up and go for it because someone was nervous about something that was happening the next day. You know, there's been so many times, sickness, emergencies, bits and pieces, and we're going to delve into now the reality of that because while they're a huge asset, there's also a lot of stuff that goes along with being a mum in business. And surrender is fine until you've got people literally waiting for you to rock up live. (laughs) And that's it, isn't it? It's this constant push and pull. And what I have found in my business journey is that there's always two things I really love pulling me and often in opposite directions. And and I often wonder how I can service both of those things that I love. One is my family and one is my business. And then I realized after slight burnout, that there's this other element that I wasn't even focusing on giving to, that I was, I was completely missing, and that was myself. So how do we, how do we give and, and separate things out and create boundaries around time for our business, time for our kids, and time for ourselves? Because this whole thing doesn't work unless those elements are taken care of. And, you know, I mean, I guess that's the first home truth is there's guilt involved in this if you allow yourself to feel guilty because you can't do all the things at once. Tonight, you know, I I couldn't get started with this podcast episode until after nine o'clock because, well, I had children awake. But sometimes I'll say, you guys, I am, I, well, I usually generally have to leave the house in order to work because I, I can get boundaries, but my kids <laughs> don't quite understand boundaries yet. And I, I literally, I find it so hard to work when children are around. To me, it's just, there's just no point because they'll always, like, well, I don't, combining those two things feels really hard for me. In, in the present moment, like when they're both happening and when they're both happening together, I just, I give up. I create my work times when my children aren't around because I've, I've, I've spent so much time frustrated at trying to work when they're there and I end up snapping and I end up resentful because I can't just get this work done. What I've had to learn is that what gets done in work hours gets done in work hours and outside of that, I basically, oh, you know, whether I could be listening to a podcast while I'm making dinner or hanging out the washing, or I could send a quick message on Slack while I'm playing schools. But I really try to keep those areas of my life separate because it just leads to frustration. So I want to talk about <laughs> three particular things that came to my mind and there's lessons in all of these things for so many different areas but I was like you know what we're we're in school holidays right now school holidays are real I see so many entrepreneur groups 
And so many women in there like, this is killing me. And I, and I get it. And I was there for a really long time. So we're going to talk about holidays, how I try to make holidays way easier. I've got three tips for you there. We're going to talk about sickness and unexpected stuff that comes along and how to plan for that. And then we're going to talk about travel, like leaving your family, because I'm, I've made that a part of my business. It's something that I absolutely love doing, but it hasn't necessarily, it's not necessarily an, an easy thing to slot into a life with young children. So there are things we're going to talk about. The first one, holidays. Oh yeah, feeling the burn. And I used to have this expectation that that I could just, I don't know, that I could kind of still get things done or that January could be a month of preparation and we could kick off a launch in February once everyone was back at school. But I I spent a lot of time freaking myself out. (laughs) And I think for a long time, my kids weren't actually in school. Obviously, my son is going into grade three next year. So we've had three years of, of this whole school holiday phenomena. And uh, I I worked out this in 2018, actually, that this was totally my responsibility, how I was showing up for school holidays, how frustrated I would get. It was 100% me putting pressure on myself. And I remember in, in the Easter holidays, so around April, I thought, if I'm going to okay, these holidays are not going to suck for me or for the kids. If that's the case, and I'm 100% responsible for that, what what does that mean? What could this look like? So I we went away to a place that had no Wi-Fi and I read a whole novel in about two days. It was just like, what is going on here? The kids were really, really relaxed. We had really great quality time together. Uh, and then and then they came home and did some holiday program while the kids were at, well, my, well, my other daughter was at daycare two days a week. What? Hang on. This felt great. I kept things rolling. I was also present with them on the days that we were together and it felt really good. So I want to give you a few tips for holidays because holidays, school holidays, and running your own business do not have to suck for you or for your kids. So the first tip would be to batch create. I had this mission that I this January, I wanted to be able to really relax. I wanted to be able to go away with my family and not have anything that I needed to do. So batch create your social posts, batch create your newsletters, batch create podcast episodes or or YouTube clips, whatever it is that you do. And, you know, plan the batch creating into your calendar before you get to the time it's time to take off. Because I know for me, I can have plans to batch create, but every day there's new things that need to get done when I come to it. So it's literally about locking off some time. And in terms of the calendar, it's a part of my yearly planning is locking in school holidays pretty much first and foremost to not schedule things around it. 
or right after them because it'll mean you're working through the holidays. Really get clear on your calendar and what is achievable and what isn't achievable during those times. If everything is locked and loaded and you don't have to think about creating anything for your business in that two weeks, you might just need to show up in your groups or you know, post to socials. I still post to socials. I keep my Insta stories going, but I just kind of take take the accelerator off, take the pressure off completely. And uh, it feels really good. Another tip would be to <laughs> be present with your kids but also don't torture yourself. The fact is you probably need some time away. The fact is the the work that you do on your business probably lights you up more than all the school holiday activities. Sometimes we just have to be real about that. <laughs> and I just think you need to be really honest with yourself. Give yourself the chance to just be with with your family. You and I sounds so easy. But uh, sometimes for me, it's not even it's not even creating the content. It's where I am in my head. Like it's this constant thing of just pulling myself back to just being here, being here and now, like not getting distracted, not checking my phone, not thinking up all the ideas, you know, really just shutting off, not taking the laptop, you know, dismantling Facebook on your phone. There's so many things that you can do to help yourself be a bit more present. You will f- you will feel more recharged. Your family will just love you <laughs> for being there with them. And the third tip would be to get help, like get some days. Organize some days where you can jump in, clear out the inbox, do bits and pieces that you need to do. I found that If you've got friends who have kids a similar age to you, they're more than willing to trade some days with you to take a kid or two off your hands. If you organize a play date and just say, I am so under the pump, Uh, how about we take Charlie on Wednesday? I would love, I'm trying to organize a kid-free day um, on Monday. So if you could help out, that would be great. So people, and then just do a trade, like I'll take your kid another day. It, it works out so well. And people, like we all love looking forward to that day where we get the chance to breathe a bit, even if it is to just kind of strip the bends and do bits and pieces like that. Uh, yeah, there's, there, there might be aunties and uncles who are just waiting around for you to ask them to take care of the kids Obviously, grandparents, and, and this is people who are around uh, if you have them, but your kids' friends, they're probably the people they want to hang out with most. So get acquainted with your kids' friends during term time so you can, kids' friends' parents, so then you can kind of, you know, just ask. <laughs> it's amazing what can happen if you ask. Even having neighbors, And school holiday programs and and camps and little bits and pieces that go on, sometimes there's tennis, you know, things that happen and it's mornings per week, whatever it is, if you need time out, you be responsible for claiming that and working out the best way that it can happen for you to either cost nothing or they can spend some time in a school holiday program at their school or a neighboring school, or even if they've got cousins at, who go to one at a school. There's so many options and it's really 
It's our choice what we do with this time. Have conversations with your kids if they're a little bit older and say and negotiate even just some screen time and giving them access to that while you get some work done. I just feel like we can kind of get into victimhood a little bit around school holidays and like legit, there are times when I sit in my car outside my house and I just take a little while to come in because I need a little bit of a break. But if we're showing up and being 100% responsible for our lives and our businesses, then it's on us to make this work. You know, it's on us to get honest about what's cool for us and what's not cool for us and not feeling guilty about claiming whatever it is that we need. Okay. <laughs> All right, now to sickness, the inevitable Oh, the inevitable calls to school, the inevitable days home from daycare, whatever it is, right in the middle of, of a launch or right in the middle of a day when you've, you've, you've locked down four podcast interviews with people who were really hard to lock down and suddenly you're feeling all, woe is me, I hate my life children ruin everything. You know, we've all gone there, let's face it. But it doesn't have to be like that. Uh, There are times I now, and this is the surrender piece, you guys, like this is just giving yourself over to whatever is happening, knowing that, and I think this all the time, that this is actually, this is happening for me. I don't quite understand why right now, but everything is fine. Everything is truly fine and nothing is as dramatic as it might feel when you're in the mo- in the middle of completing something that's on deadline and you, you get the call that someone feels sick in their tummy or something like that. And you know, but yeah, this is also goes for us, sickness, being unwell, little emergencies. Life is going to happen while you run your business. So how can you prepare for that? How can you be a bit ahead of the game? And I must say, this is something that I am still working on big time because, you know, last year was a year filled with ups and downs, filled with sometimes my absolute inability to be on in my business where I was just doing essential stuff to just get by. And I've realized now that that that's just going to, that's going to keep happening. There's going to be things all the time. And so if I am showing up as a a responsible mother and a responsible business owner, this is all, this is all like my creation, then how does this need to roll in order to make sure that shit doesn't fall off the cart? Like how can we ensure the smooth running of our business knowing that life happens? So make sure you understand that there's going to be periods of complete surrender and things might not be be going out perfect. You might skip a week of a podcast episode, you know, all sorts of things. But make sure you've got support in your business. Make sure it's not all on you. Or if it is, make sure you've written down what it is that you actually do so someone else can step in and complete those processes for you. And this is just, this is also a big 
call for for creating content in advance, being able to not fly by the seat of your pants. Listen, we've all been there. I still find myself there sometimes. And to tell you the truth, I've been a part of some pretty big affiliate launches for businesses and I can see things pivot. They change at the very last minute. Things are still getting written a few days out of going live and and you have to have that, you know, it's not the best way to work, but online business is, is, is a constant pivot act. The more you can have prepared in advance, the better off you'll be. And the more successful your business, the calmer mother you'll be, the more professional business owner you'll feel. We have to get prepared. Okay, and the last thing that I wanted to talk about was travel. Oh man, you know, I I did a I did a small steps podcast once on on leaving my children for the first time. I was going to New York to go to my a mastermind retreat. Oh, I think before then I had left. Mm, I can't remember which one came first. I did Pro Blogger. I think that was actually the very first time. And yes, that was the first time I left all three children. And I went to Pro Blogger on the Gold Coast. I lived in Brisbane, so I was literally an hour away. I cried all the way there. I tried to concentrate on the road. I felt a knot in my stomach for about a week beforehand thinking, I shouldn't do this. I'm such a bad mother. Ended up going. Had an absolute ball. Like, it was like, oh, mm, life could feel good. No one's asking me to tuck them in again or like getting breakfast ready. This was like, what the heck? Life can feel so fun. And I was like the best mum in the world for the next few weeks because I was just so appreciative of that time away. And I started to get a little bit hooked. And I started to really think, okay, this is cool. I can I can do this a little bit more. I'm not breastfeeding anymore. Okay. How is this going to work? And then and then something happened. You know, I really started to realize my kids did not like well in, when I left. In particular one kid would find it really really hard. And so I just wanted to give you a few tips on things that have helped me when I've wanted to travel for for my learning. I've wanted to speak at events and that's that's meant that I've had to spend time away from my family. And you know, there's the inevitable working for 2 weeks in advance to be able to cook all the meals that they could ever need that never get eaten while you're actually away beforehand and then the recovery when you come home but it's actually just real life with jet lag there's no there's no such thing as time to recover there's a reality that's not particularly easy with it but there's also so many benefits to being able to give yourself some space sometimes and i know how valuable it's been for me but that it was really it was it wasn't easy necessarily to leave the kids, I mean, I would just, my heart would break. I, I would question myself. And that's the first tip that I've got is you really need to honor that they'll be okay. I didn't believe that, but I've just opened up my kids' eyes to all these places in the world that they can go to and hopefully we'll be getting to together. 
and and it's exciting for them to to see where mummy's going, for them to know that they have a mum who travels and does work and meets people who lives live overseas. And and you know, this is not only them surviving, but it's also a certain type of of thriving. I'm setting their expectations for for what's okay. I, I give them a better mum when I know I'm going to be having these breaks. And what has helped us as a family is is being able to talk about it. Yeah, I think I used to protect them a lot and I didn't tell them early enough that it was going to be happening because I'd see my daughter just really start to get quite anxious about it. But now we just make it part of the conversation and and they just don't seem to to worry as much. But there were two particular things that I did when they were little that I feel like made a big difference. The first one was a, a book that a friend recommended to me called The Invisible String. It's a beautiful book. And it's about how mums and their kids' hearts are connected by invisible string, no matter if you're on the top of a, or if you're on the way to the moon, if you're on the top of a mountain, whatever. We we're always connected by this invisible string and you can just pull that string and and I'll feel it wherever I am in the world and I can pull and they'll be able to feel the string. And we still talk about the invisible string to this day. And they're a bit old. The older ones are six and eight now. They really love the invisible string. It was a beautiful story. It was a beautiful thing to read them. It gave them reassurance that even although... I'm not here. You can't see me. You can still feel me. I'm still here with you. And the second thing that I did that an amazing woman called Megan Kufus did, she's this intuitive mama warrior, and she, she gave me some crystals and allowed the kids to choose the crystals that they wanted to, that were making them feel better. And they kept them under their pillows and this kind of started a bit of a, a love affair with crystals. What I would do is I would kiss them. They would kiss them. So we'd seal the crystal with a kiss and they'd keep it under their pillow while I was away. And it was amazing how they did that. Like they, they really loved those crystals. Some of them were heart-shaped. We have lots of crystals now. My kids are really into them and they can pick a crystal and it can be the crystal that I've kissed and they've kissed and we've locked in the kiss until I get home. And it's just these little things that kind of give them comfort. So, hey, I'm going, but it's cool. You know, you can tug on the invisible string anytime you've got your crystal. I'm still with you. We can FaceTime, even although I have found FaceTime can often make things worse. Nick kind of put a bit of a ban on on FaceTiming <laughs> for a little while because uh, my daughter in particular would be so fine, like everything would be fine, she'd be loving life, she'd see me and it would all just come back. So it was easier almost to just send emojis or text messages and those sorts of things and uh, instead of actually doing the video. So uh, just a little tip if if that helps you too. So really overall here, the home truths are that you're going to want to follow your big dreams. You're going to you know, have so much push and pull 
when it comes to your kids. You're going to get jack of them. I mean, we all do, whether we run a business or not. Uh, I mean, we're not saints here. I don't know many mums who are just like, my kids 24-7 is what I love. And if they are, then they're denying their own space for themselves. It wasn't really the way it was meant to be in a home on your own by yourself with your children, you know. We have such crazy high expectations of ourselves as mothers and as business people and we need to start cutting ourselves some slack. There's so many times where I think, uh, what the heck, I'm such a bad mum. And as soon as I think that, I'm like, I'm a rock star. My kids are getting the best that I can give them. Like I really try and I know you do too. And I've just made it okay that this is their journey, that they chose a mum who runs her own business at this stage of their lives and, and that, that all of that is, is forming them. My son, always thinking of business ideas. My kids now want their own YouTube channel. They're like, hi, guys. It's, and I think, what? Ugh. They're, they're kind of mimicking me. They understand what small steps is. They understand that I make recipes for other people and there's other kids eating the same food as them. It's a beautiful thing. And it does come with its massive frustrations. And there's times that I've just wanted to run away and not be a mum for a while so I can get work done. But at the end of the day, once again, we take responsibility for that and think if I'm not getting everything I need to get done in my business because I'm parenting, what help do I need in my business? What help do I need around the house? Like, Why is it always help for the business that we need? If, we're, if you're also managing a household and children and your business, I've got to say straight up, you're doing too much. It is, it's too much. Start thinking about how you can get support so you don't have to be the one who's wrung out at the end of every single day. You're your clients and community get the best of you. Your kids get the best of you. Your marriage might be the thing that needs a bit of attention along with a huge dose of personal attention on yourself, what you need, how you are. Self-care is actually important because you are the biggest asset in your children's life along with a co-parent if you have one and you're the biggest asset in your business. You've got to show up and take care of the asset because if you fall down, everything else does too. We know that feeling as mums. So really think about prioritizing yourself in this mix and, and don't deny it when everything starts to heat up around you. That's when we need to double down on the self-care. That's when we need to double down on taking care of ourselves because if we don't, no one else is going to do it for us. As I said before, shit's always going to fly. There's always going to be stuff happening. So how can you create a business? How can you create your own practices of self-care that support you in your journey as Wow, I hate that word. Mumpreneur is not something that I really vibe with, but as a mum and as a businesswoman, 
ah, it's this constant battle between the roles. And I just feel like if we can be more honest with ourselves about what we need, then the whole thing feels a stack easier. I also do just want to say this, that having a successful business, it's not like a, uh, it's not like motherhood has to take a, a dive right there, that it's, it's totally possible to be a great mum and to have a successful business. I want to drop that in there because it took me a while to understand that. I was just so fearful that I was going to have to sacrifice the kind, being the kind of mum that I thought I wanted to be in order to create a good business, a successful business, something bigger than I'd ever imagined. And right now it's bigger than I ever imagined. We're just going to keep rolling with it. But in fact, it gives me a lot of freedom and a lot of flexibility. And that's things that I, I love having as a mum. So keep going with your good self. Keep going. Keep knowing that it's okay to combine these two crazy things. That they're going to teach you more lessons than pretty much everything else in your whole entire life. So ride the waves. Know that it's going to get rocky sometimes. Know that you'll be frustrated and that it will feel like a juggle. But keep going. Be responsible for the juggle. Find ways to make it work for you. I know you can. It's a constant work in progress for me. It's a constant question I'm asking myself. I do not have it sorted yet. I didn't wait for all my kids to be in school until I started having a crack. I just started having a crack and working it out from there. All right. I hope that was useful. Let me know. I would love to know if this was useful, if any of it vibed, if you got any good ideas from it. I would truly love to know because... I think we need to create a bit more conversation around this stuff about like on a very practical level. We can't just keep pushing through as though our children don't exist, but we can't also sacrifice all our dreams because we have children. It's a conversation I'd love to keep having. If you have any more questions, if there's anything else you want me to dive into, drop me a line, respond do it via the website lisacordaf.com or you can message me uh, via Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Okay, see you next week. Well, that is another episode of the Keeping Business Real podcast done and dusted. But make sure that you don't miss out on knowing when I release the next one. Be sure to become a subscriber over on your podcast app of choice and make sure to leave a review. I would love to know what you're thinking of the podcast and what you'd like to hear in the future. Now, the next thing you need to do is head straight to lisacordaf.com. I have an amazing cheat sheet there waiting for you to help you overhaul your marketing mindset. Let's face it, sometimes the selling part of business is the part that feels most icky. I want to help you out and I want to help you grow your business in an authentic way that feels really, really good to you. lisacordaf.com for your free cheat sheet. And I'll see you in the next episode.